Yeah, so I'm all culted out now. All right, and let's get going here on another edition of Sunday Pour. Thanks for joining us on the special edition Tuesday, uh, two for Tuesday. Um, I'm not sure what the two for is for, but it's just, you know, one of those things like saying. So welcome to the show. Um, missed you yesterday, but we're back here ready to go. My name is Anthony. Let me bring in my cousin, Ant, who just got done watching uh, five overtime epic hockey game that saw a record broken. What was the final number of saves there, Ant? Do you know? 70-something? Uh, I believe it was 86. <laughs> 86 saves. Ant, how the fuck are you? And what are you drinking? Uh, I have a uh, little Makers in front of me. Nice. Uh, just wa- wild, uh, wild game in Toronto. We now have uh, Bruins Hurricanes game one moved to 11 a.m. Obviously because same same rink, little March Madness style that I guess hoops have never really run into. They really ran into five overtimes. Um, but yeah, the Lightning just ended it right before we came on here. Uh, I think let me see, get the official number. Yeah, oh, 85 saves, it looks like. Oh, my God. For this guy, Cor- Corpusalo. And the, losing no goalie had, the losing goalie had 61 saves. Winning, the winning goalie. Oh, that was the winning goalie. Oh, right. Yeah, the, the loser won. had uh, 85. Oh, uh, but the Blue Jackets, Lightning, a rematch of uh, first round last year where Tampa was the one seed. But I think they won the President's Trophy last year and uh, got swept in the first round by Columbus. Exact the... Uh, Little bit of revenge in game one, and just a uh, I gotta be honest, I was just locked in for the last couple of overtimes. I even put turn the Yanks off because I couldn't, I had to see how it ended. Man, I'm a fucking idiot. I misunderstood like the text message I got, the update, and I thought that like they were gonna complete this game tomorrow for some reason and start the other game, like after I guess clean the ice up and start the, the Bruins game. I don't <laughs> know, I don't, I you know, I was just fucking madhouse tonight. Kids to go putting the kids to bed and shit, and I just kind of glanced at it, and I was like, "Ah, oh, monster overtime game, finish it tomorrow." All right, cool. Eleven o'clock game tomorrow, and I'll I'll catch that at work. But I mean, I I guess I'll catch Bruins Hurricanes instead. Yeah, Bruins Hurricanes, eleven a.m. And I assume that would push back the other East games because the Islanders are supposed to play at three o'clock, and I would think that that's going to end up pushing. It's kind of going to end up being uh, literally like March Madness where the games just got to – I think they usually give like an hour and a half to two hours to disinfect the whole arena, rink, whatever, the benches, locker rooms. Yeah, to do, I, that, do they have to do that in the bubble? Yeah, that's what – that's because uh, this game started at three and the Bruins were supposed to start at eight. And I guess hockey yeah. game usually takes about two and a half hours, maybe three hours. So they give like a little two-hour cushion. Yeah. Uh, so I would assume that that's what they're going to do. Uh, tomorrow for uh yeah it should be 11 that'll end at uh like 1 yeah it's maybe 3 4 o'clock yeah. start for the islanders yeah it depends how quick they kind of turn it around yeah so yeah. uh just be by the tv tomorrow if you're a hockey fan they'll uh you're not sure when when these games are going to start but they will or they'll get pushed back to the next day who knows we i can't even promise you that Basketball did have a five overtime game, but there's no game after it though. Then UConn and Syracuse go five OT. That was yeah, that was six, and it was yeah, six it was the OT. final. It was the final game of the night, so there was no one. Uh... Yeah, it was the biggest storm. Yes, yeah, so there was no. They had yeah. to turn around. 
winner had to turn on and play the next day. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that was, uh, that was game one. Uh, I actually looked up because there was two games that have gone six overtimes in the playoffs, but they were both in the 30s. Well, the only game I could think of that went deep was uh, like Stevie, Stevie Eiserman hit a had a goal from like the blue line. I don't know. That could have been like three overtimes. I have no idea. Yeah. That wasn't was one like... of the five overtime. Games. I think that may have been a three or four. Yeah. Uh, there was one from Oh three with the mighty ducks involved. Okay. Um, the year they went to the cup and then there was um, one from 2000. I think it was Philly and Pittsburgh. The Keith Kachuk okay. was the, uh, was the hero in that one. I should have really wrote this down, but I just did. I just glanced at it right before we came on. Just fucking happened, yeah. <laughs> oh, Keith Primo, not Keith Kachuk. Keith Primo. Okay. Uh, it was Philly and Pittsburgh in a conference semifinal. Then the other two games that went six overtimes, and I have no idea if they played twenty minute periods back then, but it was Toronto, Boston in nineteen thirty three, and Detroit in the Montreal Maroons. Oh, that's cool. Cool name. Yeah, I, I like went it. Six OT. So. Wow. Well, the NHL playoffs off to a fucking wild start here. Yeah, the official. Uh, yeah, the official playoffs. I don't know yeah. what we're considering the qualifying round or what. I think teams got playoff. Uh, they got playoff victories out of it though, right? Because the Florida Panthers hadn't won one in however long, twenty years. Yeah, but it's, it seems like the consensus. The consensus is that this is the playoffs. That this is the beginning of the playoffs. Yeah. Okay. So because they reseeded everybody. Yeah. And this is like the true playoff format. Right, 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 yeah, right, so. right, yeah. So, all right, Wild Star Mania. Islanders tomorrow, kind of pumped up for that. They got a little momentum going. Yep, I don't ask me for a start time, but. No, bring, bring on the Capitals, though, man. <laughs> One of my least favorite teams. Oh, of course. Uh, I mean, speaking of least favorite teams, I'm happy to see uh, Toronto get bounced. Uh, Pittsburgh gets bounced. Kind of like to see that kind of shit, right? Yeah, Toronto, Pittsburgh, definitely two uh, two teams you don't mind see going down. Obviously, no. Pittsburgh with Crosby and Malkin and those guys uh, done enough winning. Yeah, I'm just happy to see Tavares take a seat, go home. Tavares, of course, yeah, yeah. And I, you know, I was thinking about Tavares a little bit recently, and he did. He really, he really a lot of great memories from Tavares when he was with the Islanders. Mm-hmm. Some of the only great memories of the Islanders is watching Tavares. But uh, I, I'll, I'll take time to enjoy those moments when he retires. You know, having never won a cup and the Islanders having four more under their belt. Yeah, right. without him. <laughs> yeah, he was. He was. He was a pretty clutch player in the in the minimal, uh, you know, playoff games that the Islanders have been in the last, uh, you know, decade yeah. or so. Yeah, he, had, he yeah. had his moments, you know, against the, I think it was the Panthers. He had a big overtime goal, and I think a goal to tie it. It was probably, um, like, their best moment in the last. On, on the island, yeah. 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 So, all right, well, here we go. Hockey. Hockey in full swing. Uh, basketball still getting going. They're still trying to figure out the final few. Uh, well, we're getting to the hoops and sports later on. Let's. Uh, yeah. I really talk to you. So, what's uh, what did you do this weekend? What's what's going on, man? What's new? I, I, How are you uh, doing? How's I'm your life, man? Doing. It's, oh, it's beautiful. <laughs> Great. Uh, <laughs> um, Saturday. No, Saturday was. Uh, I just watched the race here. A few people. The uh, what do you call Travers. it? Travers. Yeah, Tis- obviously looking unbeatable. Yep. Yeah. 
And then uh You have a few bucks on it or Yeah, I had a few bucks on it. Not on Tis the Law, but Of course not. The other the second and third place horses. Yep. And yep. then um Yeah, just a little afternoon cigar, a little brown, a little bear, a few laughs. All right, nice. All and right, uh yeah, friend of the program, Mikey Casino was here, DPW MVP, reigning I, DPW MVP. I would have, I just would have assumed with you said cigar, cigar in the afternoon. I'd <laughs> right. And then uh, shout out to the pizza place around the corner for me, Paselio's, great pizza. That was the first pie we had there, right? Yep, that's the place. Yeah, good pie, yeah. It was uh, pepperoni, well done. He ordered it well done, professional. I didn't tell him to; just professional move on his part. He's learned it was well. Cooked. Yeah. yeah, it was cooked. Uh, it was cooked perfect. Is that something that you taught him? That had to be right. No, come on. come on. Yeah, yeah. Take a look. No, nah, he's there. he's like a he's like a veteran. You know, he's he's All right. you know born he's born and raised East Haven, basically, you know New Haven. So I like we're like hand in hand our pizza now. I wouldn't like lord my pizza knowledge over him. All right, no, uh, I'm, not, I'm not saying that, but you know these little these little tidbits they uh, they're they're unique to a certain area of the country here. So I don't know. I guess yeah, I got to give him a little credit for he yeah. You it. got yeah. The well so, done is a nice touch. I definitely yeah. you know if you're out there and you like your pizza thin, it was so I was so nice and thin. If you like your pizza thin and you know be able to nice fold and a minimal flop, then that's the way to uh, go. yeah. Yeah, got you got a little burn on there. You know, not burnt, but you got to have a little burn on it. You know. Yeah, and I'm, it, I'm, I've been a cold pizza guy my whole life just for breakfast, never warming it up, but it was so good that I threw it in the oven for like five, eight minutes just because yeah, it was that good. I'll usually like, – pizza pizza's always Friday night around here. Mm-hmm. So whatever leftovers you know, we have for lunch on Saturday, and I'm always having a cold slice as the rest of the warm-up. It's like the appetizer for the main course. Yeah. Got to do it. I mean, it's right there. It's so good. So. Yeah, it's yeah, it's nice having a nice uh, cold piece followed by a hot piece. Yeah, that's the way to go. <laughs> I've heard uh, I don't know a little cooking tip for our audience here. I've heard if you put like a little olive oil in a pan, mm-hmm. put the slice on top of the pan. Shit, do you cover it? I don't remember if it was covered or not. So not a very good cooking tip for the audience. But it's like supposed to supposed to kind of duplicate how we get it in the you know out of the, out of the oven. So you put it in a big pan, right? Yeah. A little oil, oil on, yeah. on the pan and put the a slice on top of it? Yes. Okay. And then yeah. you put the, cover it and... I think you cover it. But now I'm thinking about covering it doesn't make sense because that would steam it and it kind of makes it soft. So that doesn't make sense to me. But I could be wrong. Yeah, right. Just fucking Google it because I don't remember what it was. It was a bad tip. Bad idea. Just eat it I fucking just cold. Go, go oven. Just eat it. Yeah, oven or cold. All right. Sorry you brought it up. Yeah, I do a little oven, a little foil down. And uh, on like a cookie sheet, mm. and uh, it was nice and yeah. uh, the the bottom was nice and black. It's perfect. That's the way to do it. Beautiful. Yeah. Are we doing a big big event coming up this weekend? I don't know what we're doing to eat. I assume maybe pizza will be involved. Yeah, I don't know. I, well, to... I don't know. If we're going to downtown New Haven, then I threw bar out there just because it's one of the more uh, easier places, like casual. Yeah, you're not going in and sit down. You can kind of take it and walk around. Kind of yeah. 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 Or so shout out, shout out to Paselio's again. Or, or we could do burgers. Could do lose lunch. Yeah, right good. there. Um, all right. Good. That's uh, nice, nice little guys weekend there. Right ahead of another nice big, <laughs> a nice big guys weekend. 
Yeah. Well, there was uh, there was some ladies present. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Well, you yeah, say horses, horses and cigars. I figured the ladies are served. No, they weren't. Yeah, they weren't there for the cigars. <laughs> <laughs> so, Sunday, I had a graduation party, high school graduation party. So that was uh, interesting uh, getting to see some underage kids drink. Oh, that's good. Were you a bad influence at all, or just kind of take take it? No, nah, I just I just turn a blind eye. I don't really I don't influence one way or the other. You didn't sneak anybody's shot. No, it was kind of just done out in the open. Yeah, yeah. All right. And it was mostly, I mean, if I'm being honest, it was mostly girls and, like, you can't be that guy with with girls. Oh, no, 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 no. (laughs) Don't don't, don't be feeding that on. You can't be feeding girls shots. Cosby ruined (laughs) that for everyone. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, 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 miss, do you like Popov? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> they, were actually, your, they were actually clapping nose. it up because there was a sangria there. So I don't remember drinking sangria when I was 18, 17. Uh, yeah, see, the parents get involved and make it real classy. It really takes away from the fun of drinking underage. It should be, it should be sneaky and it should be shitty if you're drinking underage. Yeah. Here. Well, I'm sure we, I mean, we didn't stick around for, I think there was like a bear pong table set up, being set up as we were leaving. So I'm sure the shitty shit was coming out. Uh, I would assume, at least. Well, not if the so, parents are buying the beer. Who knows what they're buying for the kids, you know? Maybe they're playing mm, beer pong with some Stella. Mm, I don't know. <laughs> kids, uh, if anything, they're probably playing it with, like, Spike Seltzer's kids nowadays. Ah, uh, don't. Uh, or, pro- or playing it with water. I, I don't know. I, that's why it's part true, of the yeah. stick beer- around. I didn't want to see what the game has become. Pandemic beer pong. Weird. Very weird. By the way, I, says, I didn't mean to say weird. I, again, I, I don't want to say shit like that. I'm getting sick and tired of everybody talking about how fucking weird it is. We get it. And I'm talk, <laughs> preaching to myself right now. I get it. It's, fucking, it's, it's not different times. It's not a strange world. It's just the fucking world we live in. All right? I don't, need, I don't need you to hold my hand through the whole goddamn thing. I get it. Okay? Especially, you know, yeah, us. We've been here doing this show from the beginning of this whole fucking situation. It's, ju- it's just the world now. Okay, it's not a new world. It's not. It's not how things. You know. Oh, let's get back to normal. No, it's just how shit is right now. And part of part of it is figuring out the next couple steps, and like you know, whatever college football, uh, schools, all that kind of shit. That's just part of the world that we're living right now. It's mm-hmm. not. Oh, it's so fucking weird. Oh, it's strange. It's a strange uh, world we live in. No, it's just it. It's just the fucking world. Don't hold my hand. Fucking Michael K. The other day in the goddamn. Uh, just, it, Oh, it's not. Well, just want to remind you guys, it's a seven inning game. So really, this fifth inning is like the real seventh inning, and the seventh inning is like the ninth. Yeah, I fucking get it, man. Okay? <laughs> Math, arithmetic. I, I I understand what's going on. All right. And I don't know if we're going to talk about that brawl later, the Loriano thing, mm-hmm. and like the fucking announcer pisses me off. Oh no, in the middle of a pandemic, this is not what you want to do. They're fucking playing the game. Man. Oh, I, I the, told you I was going to they're, betwe- they're between the fucking lines. I don't, need, I don't need the goddamn announcer pontificating about the importance of social distancing while this fucking idiot was drawing to, to, uh, to a ball player and a guy to say, say something about his mother and a guy decided to charge at him. What do, you want, what do you want Loriana to do? Be like, yeah, I can't do it, man. Six feet apart, wear your fucking mask. No, that, go fucking knock him out. Is that yeah, true about his mother? That's the story, yeah. Cintron said something about his mother. Oof, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's one thing you don't do. You don't talk about mother. So it's shit, man. Go right yeah. at him. Fucking Cintron. Fucking, you should be fired. You're a fucking hitting coach. What are you doing? What are you doing, man? Just fucking get back in the goddamn dugout. 
Yeah, he did step up. That was a little much. It was overstating uh, his uh, boundaries as a hitting coach. You're a fucking hitting coach. You don't belong out there. Let the fucking players fight their own goddamn battle. Shut the fuck up and get back in the dugout. Unbelievable. You, t- you deal with the umpire shit like that if you want to. Or actually, no, don't, because you're nobody. You're a fucking hitting coach. And your team isn't hitting, and your team isn't hitting a goddamn thing. So fucking get back in the dugout and figure it out, you yeah. fucking stooge. Start banging the trash can. Yeah, don't fucking start hitting now that you got suspended. <laughs> I got I gotta ask you uh this. Um what have you have you heard of the show Waco? Um no. Oh well, I've heard I think I've heard it in passing. I know nothing about it though. Alright, it's on Netflix. It's a little it's not even a shit, it's a mini series, six episodes. Oh, it's actually from that. It's not. It wasn't on regular TV. No, no, no. I think it was oh, a. Right. Oh, I don't know. Actually, I, it may have been, but all I know it from is Netflix, and it was in 2018. So, okay. if it was on an actual channel, it was you know quick in and out. Okay. Yeah. All right. What's so I watched it. <laughs> so I watched it uh, maybe last week, over the course of the week, two weeks, whatever it was. Mm. Uh, interesting. Interesting. It's about a. This is a true story from 1993. It's about this guy who was a uh, religious cult leader, lived on like a religious compound with a bunch of people. Was this the Nikes and the spaceship and stuff? Mm, isn't that Scientology? I don't know. Nah, Nikes and the spaceship. Was... No, nah, I just say. The... All right, keep going. I'm sorry. I'll, we'll, get into that later. we'll get into that. We can get into that. We can get into that cult later. Yeah. The guy's okay. name was David Koresh. Okay. Okay. Uh, so he's in Waco, religious compound, lives with a bunch of different uh, men, women, children. People. People. <laughs> and, well, here's the kicker. Here's the kicker for uh, the deal there with Koresh. This guy, you can Google him just to get a little uh, glimpse of what you're dealing with here. Maybe paint a picture. Okay. All right. This guy, uh, the kicker was all the women that came to live there, and uh, a lot of them came with, uh, married, uh, some of them even with children already. Uh, the men would have to be celibate that came there, and he would take on all the uh, sexual responsibilities for everyone, with all of the women. I'm looking at okay. pictures. I'm looking at a picture of this guy, and if you are telling your husband that you're going to let David Koresh take all his sexual responsibilities, you got some fucking problems, man. He didn't say sexual responsibilities. I'm not sure how he put it. It was uh, something with God, and you know, not not having sex to be able to uh, you know give yourself to a higher power and this and that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wish I could put it as eloquently as Koresh did, <laughs> but. but yeah, you'd be, uh, knee, you'd be knee deep in, uh, <laughs> in yeah. some religious poon, I guess. So this is this might be a little bit of a deep question. This is my question for for you on this guy. <laughs> oh, well, how much of this guy, how much of this guy is full of shit, and how much of him is does he actually believe what he's saying, and he, maybe a little bit oh, of uh, illness there? Oh wow, that's a really good question. Which it's is, worth checking out. Which, Six episodes. It's it's a little, it's a little dark. Uh, I, don't, I don't want to give away what happens, but it, it's just 
No, I, I remember the Waco. I mean, looking at it right oh, now. Oh, you remember it? See, I, I didn't remember. I, I don't. I didn't know anything about like the details until you just told me. But I remember there. I'm looking at like the siege and the explosion and stuff like that. Right, and there was like a, uh, yeah, the Waco tragedy. It was a tragedy. Very tragic. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's see. So he's a cult. So he's considered a cult leader, right? Not by his standards, but by like logical people's standards, okay. he's absolutely a thousand percent a cult leader. Okay, so it's like it's almost it's like Scientology. I, all right, yeah. so he, he. All right, I would say at the at the least he's he fifty one percent believes in it. Okay, which is which is I I think it's at least fifty one percent, which is scary. Yeah, I, right. So I think there's all there's definitely some issues there. I don't know the I don't know the exact issues that would go to, into somebody's mind that would make him. I, don't, I you know understand how you pull that off. I don't know how you fucking pull that whole pull that off. Pre-internet, how do you do that? Recruiting, uh, recruiting wise. Yeah, how do you fucking pull that off? Just have. Yeah, I mean, it's not even so much him that bothered me as as the show went on. It was just the people around him who that just gave into it, who were just basically enablers. I mean, what, who goes for that sales pitch when you go there with your wife? <laughs> yeah. It's a good, yeah, it's a good point, yeah. And I'm not yeah. sure what he was giving them. Besides, I'm sure he was promising them eternal whatever. Oh, uh, yeah. You yeah. know, whatever it's, they promise you. Um, yeah, so the guy, I mean, the guy had, I, they didn't really go into this in the show, but I'm just going by his Wikipedia page. He <laughs> was in, a, he, it's not funny, but he, he was put in like special classes as a kid. And he had dyslexia um, due to his poor study skills. And, you know, I think it, the family life wasn't great. Like, his, he was, wet, uh, you know, his, uh, his mother was 14 when she had him. And the father was, I think, a little bit older. The mm-hmm. father abandoned him. So, like, a lot of things went into, uh, you know, who this guy was and what, you know, how he became David Koresh cult leader. But it's just like yeah. this is this is where it, and the show, the the thing about this show was it, it makes the cops look bad, which I have no problem with because I'm pretty sure, uh, knowing as little as I do, I'm pretty sure the cops, you know, fuck this one up, FBI, ATF, or whatever. <laughs> but but the thing I had a problem with is it made him look a little bit too much like a sympathetic figure, which I didn't like. Yeah, yeah. And this well, is they, the thing they portray it. They portray it as. You know, he's got all these kids running around that are most of them are his running around the compound, you know, different wives. And they're all happy. They're all there willingly. Nobody's there against their will. This is the kick. This is the kicker that they don't really uh, they don't really go into too deep is there was allegations of some child abuse, which they they don't show that in the show. So I'm not sure who to believe on that. Mm hmm. And number two, which they do go into a little bit in the show, is like one of the girls that he married and fathered a kid with was 14 at the time. Ah. So it's like I could I could see the point of like, hey, no, they're not bothering anybody. You know, they're there. They're just living in their freaky deaky cult life or whatever, waiting for Jesus to come down and, I don't know, wave his magic wand and bring them to heaven. But then the other aspect is like you can't be banging 14-year-olds. Right, yeah, very true. 
and 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 as, they don't, as, they as don't really to discuss, yeah, as we just yeah, talked about, yeah. right? And they don't and they don't really get into the whole child abuse thing, so I don't know really who to. I just gone by what I've read. Well, the TV, you don't know, like the TV shows, they might want to make a person sympathetic, so it's just a convenient thing to leave out for them. They had no. They definitely had an agenda to make the cops look bad, and uh, I'm not saying they made him look great. They just didn't make him look like. I mean, it, to me, the stuff I read about it makes him sound like a monster, whether he was ill or not. You know, it's something. Yeah, something's going on though. It's, he's got a screws. Look, for my, I mean, not not to like make light of it, but there's something going on up there. Yeah, but he definitely believes it, man. He definitely has a belief in what he's doing. That what he's doing is right. And what he's what he's doing will lead to a better place or that, or whatever the whole deal is. Right. And the way they portray it is it's not like he was laughing behind all these guys back, like, oh, I'm banging all their wives. Like he actually believed what he was doing. Yeah. Which he was probably true. He really believed in it. It's just it's worth checking out, man. It's it's quick episodes. it's like forty five minute episodes, six episodes. Uh if you can get past the tragedy and all. I mean, I, I, I completely forgot that tragedy had anything to do with this, like, cult thing. I remember Waco being a big thing. I mean, I was 11 years old, I guess, when it happened. Yeah, I didn't remember it at all. So, yeah, the cult I was talking about, uh, let's see if I can find the name of it, but basically they, they, they said, like, the aliens were going to come and save everybody or something like that. Mm-hmm. This, guy, this guy was in the cover of Time Magazine. And uh, I, I remember that because, like, a friend of mine was freaked out about it this guy, like this, this cult leader, these crazy bug eyes and shit. And I remember taking like the cover of time and putting up in his, like in his room as a prank. Yeah. Mar- Marshall Applewhite. Marshall. That's the guy I'm talking about. Yeah. Let me see if this is him. Marshall. Another one from Texas. Yeah. This is definitely the guy. Yo, yeah. You got it. <laughs> so, and then they found them all like wearing, like, they, they said that there was going to be, um, I guess like whatever the, the the day of reckoning or whatever is going to happen on a certain day, and they all drank the Kool Aid, like literally drank the Kool Aid that was poisoned. Very cliche. And they, and they found them all like wearing Nike sweatsuit, Nike sweatsuits, and sneakers, like Nike sneaks. And that was like the whole. It was mass suicide, basically. And uh, or I don't know how. I don't know if it was planned. If everybody wanted to do it, but if that's you know they they planned on being saved by whoever the fuck. Yeah. And obviously, you know, and who knows, maybe they were, I, I, I didn't drink the, the, the Kool-Aid. So, Oh, it was, uh, a com- it was a comet that was coming or something. And they thought that, and they thought that a spaceship was behind the comet and that drinking that Kool-Aid would, I don't know, make them ready for the spaceship. So, it, oh. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, uh, yeah, cults, cults are fucking, Bonkers thing, man. I don't know. Again, I don't know what makes somebody want to follow a cult. I think it's just people don't want to think for themselves. They want to think that there's like everything's going to be okay. They don't need to think about it. It takes any responsibility away from them. They yeah. put it all. They put it all into the group or into the leader or to whatever. So look, it's not me, man. Like it's everything's going to be okay because you know Marshall Applewhite says so. <laughs> I'm not sure why. Look, if you saw a picture of this guy. I don't know why you would think, like, yeah, this is the guy I'm going to fucking follow into. No, I was uncomfortable just battle. looking at his Google image. Yeah, I was... That's the picture I had on my friend's wall, and it freaked him out. He was, so, he was not happy with me. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know, man. It's like these people, and there's people who were in the Waco house. Like these people had normal careers and jobs before they went there. Mm-hmm. Like one guy may have been like a doctor. And it's like, how do you go from that to living in all due respect, this shithole in Texas? I don't think I have to, res- I don't think I have to show respect for that. um i just don't understand how i guess it just comes down to people just want to be a part of something that's part of it yeah yeah maybe some of these people are like misfits growing up they got picked last in dodgeball and now it's like hey look at this guy koresh like but you say a guy's a doctor like well you're you're a fucking doctor you got a pretty decent living right Maybe yeah, you, don't but you can't you can't shake that last pick in dodgeball, man. You're always that oh, kid. Christ Almighty! In the back of your head, no matter what. what. I mean, that's I, I can't I can't abide. Like I was always like play team sports stuff growing up, and I get like being part of a team, feeling part of something. Mm-hmm. But like to just like give your entire self, like to to every aspect of something. Like yeah, for a game or for like a tournament or whatever you're playing, and yeah, like you're all together. But I mean, for like my entire life to be like. Yeah, whatever you say, man. Yeah, drink the cool. Yeah, I wear the sneakers. Yeah, pour me. Yeah, pour me an extra shot of that uh, Kool Aid. Nah, I'm not. I'm not <laughs> down with that. No, sir. No, thank you. I yeah, know, man. Well, I get. I'm <laughs> reading now about this guy who was a doctor. I guess he received a PhD in comp- comparative religion from the University of Hawaii. So he may have uh, been halfway there. Okay. He was on his He way. wasn't <laughs> a brain. He wasn't a brain surgeon. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> That's that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. He basically, he just went to school for a very long time. So there's a lot of dodgeball getting picked last. And if you're going, <laughs> you're going to medical school for comparative religion. Yeah. What? So if you, so if like these guys, like, I don't know. Either one, fifty. If it's fifty-one percent, if it's seventy-five percent, and they, probably you know, a lot. Probably like eight, at least eighty, eighty-five. And then the right. So I'm, I'm, I'm. My point was that the, the majority. Of what's going, what's what's driving them is a belief in it, but there's definitely something. It's not a hundred percent because there's something backing it up, saying, "Yes, you're doing the right thing." It's like the devil on the shoulder. Yeah, you're doing mm-hmm. the right thing. What? So that's those guys. What do you think about a guy like Joel Olstein? Right? Is that the guy's name? <laughs> yeah. Like that guy's got to know he's full of shit, man. Right? He has to know he's full of shit. Uh, yeah, I don't. Yeah, he's definitely not at eighty-five percent. Because he's not fully committed like Koresh was. He would tell you he's 100%. Oh, oh of course. Yeah, of course. I, I, I don't know. And how much of, like, these followers are, like, are they 100% too? Or is part of them just, I need to be a part of something? You're so telling me there's not one skeptic in the bunch? There's not one person in those fucking audiences that was, that's like, eh, this guy might be a little bit full of shit. Like he, man, this guy might just want a few bucks from everybody in this room to make him to to send him back to his fucking mansion. Right? Eh. The, the guy sell out like arenas. Yeah. Wow. He's he's got a super church in Texas, which, if I remember, he would not like let people stay in there during a hurricane, and then he, he eventually it was, did. Wasn't it Louisiana? Oh, maybe yeah. And he got shamed into doing it though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just um, very Christ-like. But, yeah, just like Christ would uh, <laughs> would want. But yeah, he's so. I mean, he's got to know he's full of shit. He's got to know it's an act. Those guys, I feel like they are because I've watched. 
I watched uh, Religious with Bill Maher. Uh, he did like a documentary back in 2008, and some of the I people am, he, uh, yeah, some of the one of the guys he he um, he interviewed was like this guy who was like in a, a black church. You know, he had the fancy suit on, the hat, and everything. And mm-hmm. just when he went back to like interview the guy, even that, even like during the interview, you could tell this guy was just full of shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I just feel like those guys more than anything, like the ones who are doing it on the up and up, and I'm sure they're not doing anything wrong. Like I'm sure Joel Osteen, um, you know, isn't, I would, I would hope so. Knock on, knock on wood that he's not doing anything illegal, like uh touching kid, you know, the whole Catholic church thing. No not putting, not children. putting, Lester, but I'm not putting any illegal acts past this guy. Ne- drug, ne- neither drug, am I, but let's hope. Let's drug say abuser, sake, wife abuser. Yeah. Anything. Let's say for the sake of this, that he's not. Um, okay. <laughs> I don't know. This one scenario. Yes. Um, so he's not. So he's not. I feel like he's not fully in like these cult leaders are. Like these cult leaders are almost a hundred percent believe it. Whereas like these guys who are doing it, um, you know, legally and just cashing in, are probably yeah. more likely behind the scenes to be like, you know, <laughs> I mean, I know I'm, I know I'm full of shit. Right to like their closest confidants, yeah, yeah. Well, did you ever watch that show? I never finished watching it. The uh, HBO one, the oh, what the fuck, John Goodman was in it. Oh and, yeah, um, great. I watched Kenny yeah. Powers. Yeah, it was great. I never, I never finished it though. It was really, it was really good though. But yeah, yeah I got like, like you knew that they had a cash count. They just kind of had to uh, tend to the cash count basically and put put the act on to to make the people keep. Paying basically make them. You want the people to believe that you're all in, so they'll keep paying. Yeah, righteous gemstones. It was basically an exaggerated. Matters, yeah. It was an exaggerated version. They were like this holy religious family, you know, traveling. Uh, you know, exactly like we said, Joel Osteen selling out arenas. It was an exaggerated version of those guys. You know, Billy Graham is one another one yeah. who just oh, died. So so full of shit. Yeah, those are the guys his- I would like to sit down and like really give them some truth serum. None of these guys smoke pot, for the record. I know they don't smoke pot, because if they smoke pot, <laughs> they would have a realization. Oh, I'd love to give them, like, some shrooms. Yeah, they don't, do, incredible. they don't do any drugs, and they probably don't. Take, I'm, I'm, I'm doubting that they even really drink too much. Take them out to the Joshua Tree. Yeah. Just fucking feed them some acid. There's a lot of people happens. who need that, yeah. Watch their lives change, yeah. be amazing. All right, so uh, tough weekend for the Yanks. As uh, they went down to Tampa after uh, splitting the Philly series, they go down to Tampa. You figure, all right, now's your time to get right, make a little statement. You go down there, and instead of making any kind of statement, they lose three out of four uh, to the Rays, one of the teams you're supposed to be uh, that you're going to be worried about down the stretch. I mean, not so much down the stretch, but in October, uh, once you get there, um, biggest competition in uh, in your division looks like, and uh, you know. I don't know what your feeling is, Ant, but and again, you don't want to now it's, you know, just kind of, it's really just getting ready for the playoffs. I mean, it always is August. Yeah. And, and if you, now with so many teams getting in and even you mentioned the other day when I was texting you, like, you know, the eight teams get to the fucking playoffs, you know, not to, not to not get too worried, but you know, with an eye on that, it does concern me um, when they go on their little, they're not little, when they go on their slumps, um, as Sessa gives up a bomb, 
Uh, oh, it's ninth inning. Well, eighth inning. Eighth, eighth inning. I turned on the Mets game when I saw Sessa in. Yeah, I'll be back in the Mets here <laughs> in a second. Uh, but just and even watching them now is it, they they put up nine and it's nine to five, and it worries me that they don't that they only they they can only win in one way and that's by bashing. They don't have any other ways of winning. You know what I mean? They're kind of yeah. a one, like a one trick pony type team. And in the playoffs, you want to be able to win in multiple ways. You got to, you know, I don't want small ball all the time, but you need to incorporate small ball when it calls for it. You know, I don't, you got to have dominant pitching when it calls for it. You got to have a few different ways you're going to get to victories. And when the bats go cold, I don't, I feel like there's no backup plan uh, to getting away to a victory. It's just setting up Luke Voigt, you know, swinging from his heels and, uh, Mike Ford swing from his heels, and if they don't connect, you know, they don't get that three-run blast, you're, you're kind of screwed. So that's all I really took away from the weekend. Like, I don't mind losing the series. It happens. I want to win all the series, obviously, but you go on the road against a top team, you lose a series. Like I said, it happens. There's a lot of season left. Not too worried about making the playoffs. Um, but that's what, that was my main takeaway from, uh, from that series loss to the Rays. I don't yeah, think I can't take away from it. Yeah, I mean, you're not going to be happy about it, losing three out of four down there to Tampa. Um, obviously, the Friday night game, one nothing. they don't hit. Adovino comes in, wild pitch, gives up a sack fly. Um, then you had Saturday, they split the doubleheader where Cole couldn't get out of the fifth. They win that game, and they come back Saturday night and lose that game. And then last yesterday's – or no, Sunday's game, which I didn't even really see too much of, uh, Paxson's obviously cruising. I, I think I would take that as a positive. Not that I'm a big moral victory guy, but the fact that Paxson looked good uh, against one of the better yeah. teams in the American yeah. League. Yeah, but the way he ended, yeah, you, they still like going to be on the edge of my seat next time until I see it again without, you know, the back-to-back dingers of type of game. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to have Paxson lull me to sleep and think that we have Koufax, but I just think yeah. uh, considering how he pitched in his first – two outings and how he was up and down last year. Um, at least that was a positive sign. And you, you kind of need him if you're going to uh, go, you know, if you're going to get where you're going. Uh, Tanaka was also awesome on Friday night. Yeah. Quick yeah. hope by Boone, 59 pitches after five innings. It was crazy. Um, but, you know, they're going to play things cautious. It just feels like one big dress rehearsal for October. And I'll say it again, I, this isn't a jinx. The Yankees are going to be in October, whether they win a division, whether they come in second. It's going to come down to that three-game series, which is why they're taking their time with Chapman. Yeah. You know, they're yeah. going to be cautious with Stanton. You're not going to see him until uh, Labor Day at least. Oh, Jesus Christ. Stanton. Which is a whole we other war- issue. We, war- we warned you, man. Don't get too excited about Stanton. He was red hot off, the, off Jump Street. And then, I mean, he was cooling down a little bit anyway. And then this happened. It's like – what 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 do we expect? Yeah, I know that was bound to happen. Yeah, so Unbe- I, I unbelievable. Mean, I, I would argue that it's going to come down to uh, it's going to come down to the pitching. The, the, not that the offense is um, uh, you know not a big factor, but uh, I would say that uh, the the bullpen, starting pitching, uh, that's going to take you where you need to be. And it was it, I'll I will try and say it was encouraging uh, at least to see Tanaka and Paxton pitch well because those are your top three guys yeah and uh today even tonight Montgomery was good he ran into trouble in the sixth gave up a three-run bomb to Osuna 
yeah. again, he was a little he, he was a little Pettit-esque second and third inning. He was in trouble both innings and got out of jams. I think one was bases loaded. Nobody out. He may have got out of or maybe first and third, nobody out. Mm-hmm. Um, very Pettit-esque, though. Always working in and out of trouble, leadoff doubles and that. So Montgomery, I think, is a good solid fourth. I'm encouraged by the pitching staff right now. Bullpen, obviously, right. Canely's gone. Um, yeah, that's tough. That's a big. That's a big loss. That's yeah. a big chunk. That's you know he's he's good for one, two, three here and there. Yeah, but he's, yeah, you still have Britain. You still have uh, hopefully Chapman on the way. So I think it's encouraging. It's just going to come down to uh, it's going to come down to who we draw in that first series. Yeah. Yeah, I just don't. I just don't like when you know. Let, let me see. Let me see a couple singles in a row and a double. You know what I mean? Like, I don't. I don't need to see. I, I know that's the team that they've built. I just don't. I don't think if there's only one way for a team to win, that's a good. That's a great recipe. You can you can win a championship that way. Yeah, but uh, I, you know, you, you run into a lot of trouble along the way. You got to kind of overcome. Some, you're always waiting for that big blast, and uh, it concerns me. Right. Yeah, but that's the Yanks. Been, it's always going to be there. Yeah, that's the Yanks. And I, I feel like funny kind of nitpicking. You know, they go out tonight. They, they're they crushing Atlanta right now. Who knows if Cecil will give it all back. He, but, he, uh, he gave most of it, a little bit back, a little chunk. <laughs> um, yeah, here's Chad Green coming into the game. And, uh, you know, you know, it's, it's just these little things are going to bother me along the way. But they always do that. It's baseball, you know. It's, you know, it's a... Uh, Especially this year, uh, I'd say I was trying to avoid saying like it's it's strange this year, but like the 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 funny thing to me is start it's we're still like in the mode of starting the season, uh-huh. but our but our eyes on the end of the season already, and you know you're so you're you're prepping for the playoffs, thinking about the playoffs, while you're still getting length out of your starters, while you're getting the bullpen into shape and that kind of thing. So, you know, it's just kind of all meshed together right now, the beginning yeah. and the end all together. Yeah, I mean, not to, not to shit on it, but these games do take on a little bit of a spring training feel at times. Uh, and maybe that's just a lot of different pitchers that, uh, you know, some guys you haven't really heard of and are kind of new with the expanded rosters and the taxi squad. Yeah. But you know, uh, I'm trying to think who came in. It was last week we were on the air uh in the Philly game, they brought in some guy, Brooks something, Crispy. I don't, I forget his name. Oh, yeah. And it's like you would never see this guy in a big game in August when we were in a pennant race. I feel right, like. exactly. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's just yeah, it's just it's different, you know. Yeah, and meanwhile, like the Cardinals have played five games. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know what's gonna happen there. I really. <laughs> I don't know what I'd be thinking if I was a Cardinals fan. It's been two weeks and you haven't been able to watch your team, which was my, uh, which was my uh, reason for not getting the baseball package. Not that I, I mean I could watch the Yankees anyways, but yeah, you know you don't know you don't know when these games can shut down. And I mean, imagine being a Cardinals fan living in uh, California or something. You buy the package and you've watched them play five games. Hey, the Cardinals fans are the best fans in baseball, so I'm sure right. they're doing just great with it. According to Keith Hernandez, yes. I've heard nothing about how wonderful they are. I'm sure they're dealing with it just fine. They're a wonderful group of people. Model franchise. And, uh, oh, yeah. Model franchise, model fans. Yeah, I'm sure they're doing just fine. Uh, yeah. Helping old ladies across the street. Yeah, at the soup kitchen. More time with the soup kitchen for these guys. Right. That's it. Fucking scumbags. <laughs> <laughs> Mets lost, by the way. 
Yeah, oh, I watched. Gosh. That was quick. Yeah, it was just enough for me to avoid Sessa. So great, great job. Way to work the counts, uh, Luis Guillerme, whatever, whoever you are. Oh, uh, you see anything else this uh, this past few days? Anything? Uh, uh, well, yeah, NBA quickly. We're well, not quickly because the NBA. I, I've been, uh, I was, I, I've been into a little bit. Maybe not so much watching the games, but I've been following the standings at least. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, first of all, get out of the way. Two matchups are set in the East. the East is pretty much is boring and almost set. You got Milwaukee, yep. Orlando in the one eight matchup, and then Toronto against the believe it or not, red hot Nets who won again today against I'm, the Magic. I'm, I'm telling you, man, the Bucks want no part of the Nets. I'm telling you, they they tanked that game so they wouldn't have to worry about uh, the Nets in, in that eight seed. <laughs> they're they're a feisty team, and you know they're gonna they're gonna they're not gonna beat Toronto in the series, but they'll take a game from them. I'm putting on there. They're going to take a game from Toronto. I would maybe hope ga- to maybe see a game, game one. six. I would hope to see a game oh, wow. six in that series. Wow. Hope. Hope. All right. Not All counting right. on it. Hope. All right. Just because the okay. bubble, there's no, you know, uh, Jurassic Park you got to deal with. Drake's not going to be there. Um, That's right. <laughs> Sorry, the, the no Drake factor is great. Yeah. Uh, uh, see, when you mentioned Drake, I want to sweep. Uh, of course, yeah. I want to take four. I want to take four in a row. But yeah, uh, yeah I just I, they, they're they're feisty, man. They play hard. I mean, Jack Fawn's got them every game. They go out there. They they're busting their ass. They went out. They mean, no Kyrie they, helps. Yeah, it's just it's just all these guys. Factor, I think. I think well, these and these guys. Part of it's got to be these guys want to be part of the team next year when Kyrie and Durant are healthy in there. Yeah, right. It's part of what they show what they can do. Part of it's like Levert's really good. Joe Harris is playing really well. Like a lot of it's that kind of stuff too. But um, yeah, they're going to give Toronto some problems. I'm telling you, man, the Bucks didn't want any part of them. And the Bucks are struggling. Bucks aren't they, playing great in the bubble. No, they not. didn't want. They 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 wanted they wanted Orlando. They got you know one of their big guys is hurt, Isaac, and uh, yeah, they 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 know they have a little bit easier time. Well, we've never. I mean, they've been shut down for five months, so it's like how you know. I think every team is handling it differently. Yeah, well, I do, yeah, but do you think that, I mean, they're handling it poorly, or are they just? I think the Bucks are handling it poorly. It's a rust. Fa- it's not anything. I don't think they're doing egregious. It's just it's a rust factor. I think yeah. not having yeah. played for that long. Yeah. Uh, let's see. You see, you see, saw Glaber just bobble that. Yeah, he tried to give it away. I think he got him though. He already had an error in the inning too. Ugh. <laughs> That's killing me. Um, but yeah, yes. so East, East is East is boring aside from the Nets. Yeah, Celtics are locked in the three seed, and the only thing is four through six, and it's probably going to be Boston, Philly, Miami, Indiana. Yeah, Celtics rocked the Grizzlies before. Yeah, which I saw the final. That game was not that. I was following that game on my way home from work today. That game was not that close. No, it wasn't. <laughs> I know. No. Um, so yeah, the only um, uh, the the you know the thing to keep your eye on is just the race for the eight seed or the race for the eight nine seed, yep. and right now, it looks like Portland has leapfrogged Memphis. I actually did watch the end of the Portland Dallas game before. Uh, yeah, if Memphis loses, they might be eliminated from that. They will be eliminated from that playing game if they lose. Well, if depending on what the other two teams well, right do. now, the Blazers and Suns. Right now, Portland hold holds their and own the Spurs. Game. Yeah, right now Portland um, controls their own destiny. And all these teams play on Thursday, so it's going to be decided then. Mm-hmm. Portland plays Brooklyn on Thursday. Wow, okay. 
And then the team, let's see, Memphis and Phoenix both have identical records at 33 and 39. Yes. Memphis plays Milwaukee. Phoenix, the who are the you know the hottest team in the bubble, um, the hottest team in the West or hottest team in the bubble, yeah. Them and yeah, the Nets, sure. uh, the seven, <laughs> seven and zero. Oh, they play Dallas on Thursday. Now the interesting thing is the Spurs are thirty two and thirty eight, so they have a one one less win and one less loss. But it looks like they're a percentage point one point zero zero one percentage point behind the Suns and Grizzlies. So I think the Spurs right now would be the fourth team. Yeah. In this. Which I don't need to see the Spurs. I've seen enough of the Spurs. I would like to see Portland. <laughs> uh by the way, in the Portland Dallas game, Mello had a huge, huge three down the stretch. He had a couple huge threes. And there Lillard Lillard finished with uh I think it was sixty three. Yeah, 60- he's back to back fifty point games, yeah. Yeah. And shout yeah. out Devin Booker, who had back-to-back 35-point games Monday, Tuesday, you know, with their backs against the wall. Um, awesome. Let's see. The Spurs play Utah. Okay. So that'll be interesting. That'll be four games to keep your eye on. On Thursday, that'll decide to set the 8-9 seed. I mean, I would mm-hmm. think Portland, as good as the Nets have been, I would think Portland would take care of business. And then it comes down to Memphis and Phoenix. And I believe I looked this up and Memphis won the season series. Okay. So I think Portland and Memphis control their own destiny. Yeah. They just win and they're in. No, they would go head to head. Yeah. No, that would be yeah. Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. Eight seed needs to win one game. Nine team that needs to win both games. Yeah. Portland's hungry, man. They're playing great. I think, yeah, I think I'll take care of them. That's. I would think so. I mean, and the Nets, Nets are going to play it. hard, but Portland's going to yeah they might have full arsenal. Yeah, they might not go a full forty eight, but like I said, those guys haven't played hard for you know. So who knows? But uh, yeah, I think I think we'll be seeing a little series in the weekend here. So and you would yeah. say of those four teams, Portland best equipped to uh, at least make the Lakers sweat. Yeah, I will just I'm mean, just the way the Suns are playing, I would think they would give them a scare. I don't know if they'll make but I think I think Portland has the has the personnel and the experience to to give them a run. And of course, you know, I know you I don't know if you saw uh what's his name? Coward already said the Portland's gonna beat him. Coward said that? <laughs> yeah. yeah, of course. <laughs> this is like seems like it's gonna be fraudulent, but that doesn't mean they're not, they're gonna lose in the first round. Like it's a classic where it's just it's him. He's got a really good number two, mm-hmm. and there's there's nobody else shell around him. Like I don't know, that, that team doesn't really impress me, top to bottom. But I mean, it's LeBron and AD. Once once playoffs start, it's a different animal. Like I don't care. I don't care that they've lost four games in the bubble. It doesn't bother me. Like it's yeah, just, it's a different. Once, it's a, it's the, oh, completely different once the playoffs start. Yeah, he's got a different mindset than everybody else. Old. He just wants to get ready. And then once it's time, it's playoff time, baby. That's mm-hmm. you know, no, we're gonna. Yeah. Well, then, right. then I can start passing judgments on if Portland's gonna have a chance to fucking beat him in a seven game series. But yeah, I think the Suns. Like, you, what was it? Baseball we were talking about. You and we did over unders. Like you were playing yeah. all these upstart young teams. That's mm-hmm. the Suns here. Yeah. And the Suns, like they, they might not. 
like this is just what the the hand they've been dealt. Like, all right, we're in the bubble. We've had a chance. If they if they if they get in draw Lakers, they don't know they they're supposed to lose to them. They're just like, look, we're fucking here. We haven't lost in fucking three weeks. Let's keep going. So I mean, there's a little bit of that factor to it too. Mm-hmm. But I think I, I I think like I said on paper, the personnel and the experience it's it's Portland. But yeah, I mean they were in the Western Conference Finals last year. Yeah, you know, they've they've made playoff runs. Lillard, you know, Lillard's probably the best player on those four teams. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, they would definitely be the best equipped to make the Lakers uh, sweat at least. Yeah. You know, force a sixth or seventh game. It looks like it's going to be Clippers Mavericks too. It's not quite in stone. Dallas has, I think, basically locked up the seven seed. Um, I think the Clippers would take care of them. Dallas can win a game or maybe two, but ultimately, I think the Clippers are better. I don't know who is Houston still the number one team that could blow up the All LA Western Conference Finals. Uh, yeah, you like you like to think the Jazz would have a chance. Nah, the but, Jazz just but they're just not ready. I've soured on the Jazz. Um, I mean not the Jazz. I'm sorry, Dallas, not the Jazz. Oh, I'm Dallas. Sick. Yeah, I like to think that because thinking about that first that first round matchup that you just mentioned. Um, I like to think Dallas had a chance, but I think they're just not ready yet. They're not ready. Um, just, by the be... way, just by the way, just by the way, they finished the Portland game. Yeah, like yeah. Portland looked like a team that, like I would take Portland, I would take Portland over Dallas right now in a seven game series, even though Dallas is already locked into the playoffs. Like Portland, I might take Portland. I wouldn't take them over Houston, I guess, because Houston. I don't know. They did beat Houston already in the bubble. Portland might be fourth in the West right now, just on a power ranking wise. Yeah, I could see that the way they've been playing. Yeah, I could see them. It's, they're, it's up, a, they're, they're up there. It's, it's just a whole different game in the bubble too. There's no home court. It just feels. It just feels. Um, it just feels like all bets are off. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, I like it. I, I mean, like, I'd, yeah. I'd, I'd rather they were playing in front of, like, large arenas that were full, but I do like the bubble. <laughs> no, my, I was suggesting on Saturday to everyone that they should do this every four years, do a bubble. Every election cycle, just fire up the bubble. <laughs> fire the bubble. Every election cycle so they could all kneel in the bubble and piss off the uh, Republican candidate, whoever it yeah, is. Who, yeah, who cares, it, you know? <laughs> and it'll be, uh, I don't know, it's just um, – fuck was I going to say? Um, but it'll be like for the playoffs or just for like a, like for a stretch of games? What, what would it be? I think you'd have to do like end of the regular season into, into the play, in, definitely the playoffs and NBA finals and definitely do the play-in thing. Because like the end know. of the NBA regular season, I've never paid attention to the end of the regular season like this. Oh, so could this be like – like you, you make a you make a season sixty five games and then or seventy games or something like that and and finish it off with this, yeah, that wouldn't be a bad idea at all. And this like once after the seventy games, the last twelve games of the season, I don't know if you you know you can't do it in the bubble because they want it, they want the arenas are going to want the teams to play there. Yeah, I know it's not realistic. It's just it would be awesome. But, but the tournament idea and doing you know having having it kind of like this uh, to figure out. Seedings and stuff like that. That's not a bad idea. Yeah. Kind of make it a little bit interesting. And then so tie something into the draft. I don't know what you would do. But, you know, those, those give, give those teams in last place, to, you know, something to play for. 
Some something to do with the lottery. I don't know exactly what it, what you could do if you ha- if you would have like the the bad teams there. Uh, um, I mean, you have to if it's only seventy games and then the twelve game kind of seeding shit. Yeah, you know, I don't know if it's like their record in those twelve games, but I mean, good luck getting players to give a shit about who's going to be drafted to replace them. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's a good. That's a fair point. Yeah. By the way, the the speaking of red hot, the Orioles came back against the Philly bullpen and are now up, now up eight to six. That kid, is the catcher up for the, for the Orioles yet? Who's uh, Severino? Uh, no, they have like, they have like a prospect. I can't remember what, what his name is. Oh, okay. No, I don't, I don't believe so. No. All right. Sorry. Philly bullpen. Girardi's going to go. Uh, I think <laughs> K made the joke, so I don't want to, I don't want to step on a Michael K joke where he's saying that Girardi's, <laughs> Get going grayer by the day with that Philly bullpen. <laughs> yeah, you could do a lot Which better than that. Which is atrocious. Yeah, you could do a lot better than that. Yeah. Joke. yeah. You, you, you could have said, like, George Rory is going to wear out the the path between the dugout and the and the pitcher's mound, something like that. I mean, that it's not a great joke, but it trumps that K joke, that yeah. Michael K trash that you just try to bring to the program. <laughs> do me a favor. I with mean, a, I with a waiver, with a, with a disclaimer it came with. Did but do me. Like, I don't want to like sit here and like dictate rules or anything. But don't quote Michael K in the show unless it's sake. Like, what an idiot this Michael K is. <laughs> Please, <laughs> for my own sanity. Ah, uh, that hack Michael K. There you go. That's much better. There you go. And <laughs> if anything, you showed how unfunny he is. Yeah, he's not very funny. No, he's not an no. ounce of charisma in that guy. No, in that fucking huge dome on top of his head. There's not one, not one cell of charisma. It's like a goddamn bobblehead walking around. <laughs> um, let's see. Hey, what have have you followed along? Like, it's kind of nuts what's going on with college football right now. Like, um, what, le- well, there's leagues. Leagues have already opted out completely. Yeah. There's the league leagues that like the ACC says they want to play. I think the Big Twelve says they want to play. Um, Pac twelve. I'm assuming SEC. I think. I think the SEC came out. I think they said that the Pac-12 is not playing. Um, so you get I, – I, I'm not a big college football guy, mm-hmm. but I know it's a mess with all these conferences anyway. Um, I, if this might actually if – the, if the big the big conferences play, that's probably great for them because that's, they're going to own Saturday, right? Yeah, they're I gonna, mean, they already kind of do own Saturdays, but I, I'm not sure how – I'm not sure yeah, how do, the schedule yeah. is going to work. Cause I'm, I'm sure the schedule already came out. Um, so I don't know how that – I mean, they're going to have to redo the whole schedule before this starts, if it starts, if and when. Sure, yeah. Um, yeah, you'd have to. Yeah, I, I don't know what to think. I haven't really been following it that closely. I just go by what I see on Twitter. Uh, I'm not – I'm admittedly not the biggest college football fan. I do follow it on a casual level, and I do like betting on it a little bit. Yeah, uh, it's one of those things I'll just throw on on a Saturday if it's on big games. You know, Alabama, Clemson, those teams. Uh, I, I've kind of always, I've, I don't know, maybe because I've just been numb to all like the shutdowns with the sports mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you know everything, bars and restaurants. I just assumed college football wasn't going to happen. So to me, this is hasn't been that uh, much of a shock to me. Maybe because I'm not the hugest college football fan to begin with. But I kind of yeah. assumed it wasn't going to happen just because it's 18 and 19 year old kids, and it, it's yep. different than millionaires going out there and risking sure. everything. 
Uh, yeah, selfishly, was... I want it to happen. I just, I never thought it it would. Right. Yeah. That's 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 a fair point. You kind of prepared for that. Yeah. I mean, um, I'm just I'm I'm crossing my fingers on the NFL. You know, I keep getting I get texts every day about different Dolphins opting out, which sucks. Like <laughs> Xavier, Xavier Howard, like our Pro Bowl cornerback who we just signed to a big deal a couple of years ago, opted out, which sucks. And uh, you know, two of our wide receivers, Alan, Alan Hearns, Hearns yeah. Albert Wilson. Yeah. Uh, it's it sucks, but selfishly, I still want NF- the NFL. I would say, I mean, they're gonna do. Goodell's gonna do everything he can. Like, there's no way they're gonna they're not gonna go down without a fight. They're gonna at least start it. Uh, yeah, it, I mean, that's a, that's a podcast for another day, I guess. But uh, you know, well, I, I wonder how many players are gonna like, opt back in. Like, there's 60, 69 players opted out. Which doesn't seem like that many, but you're right. Some big names and some important names to some teams. Yeah. Um, I wonder, like, like Marcakis with, uh, with the Braves, right? Like, he opted back in after. Oh, a you're saying could, could guys opt back in? Yeah. Like, well, I think, I think they just wanted guys to opt out. I think they gave them the deadline to kind of see what they were dealing with, to see where guys were, to see what kind of uh, catching up they would have to do. They weren't happy about the deadline, right? The players, I don't, I have no idea, but I, you have to. But you have to guess. Like it sucks, but you got it. The people who are going to run the show need to know who's going to be there. Yeah, you know. And uh, as we stand right now, I mean, we're like a month from the fucking season starting. So, you know, I it, think, it is I think crazy. We, no preseason. It's going to sneak right up. Yeah, yeah. And those games are going to suck. <laughs> the Thursday night game is going to be so bad. Just, the early the weeks one, two, and three usually suck anyways, and that's with four preseason games. Yeah, I mean you're I'm, not going to see good football until maybe late October. Yeah, I'm. I usually say like after after Halloween is when football gets kind of good. Like in in October, it kind of starts to level out a little bit, but you'll still get some duds. And I think the good football doesn't come until after Halloween, and then baseball. Oh yeah, to me, over. to me, I've always said that the first weekend in November is like the second opening day once baseball is yeah. over. Oh, yeah. It's a completely yeah. separate, almost a reset, uh, another opening day for football. Yeah, it's a whole new mindset for you, the fan, as the World Series has ended, and it's just all football all the time. Right. It's just, yep, exactly. All football yep. all the time. You got, you know, all roads lead to Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, all that stuff. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's like for the colleges, man. I'm not surprised. I'm surprised that nobody's committed, I don't think, to playing. I think everybody's kind of trying to wait and see. Which is which I don't mind that move either, but I just think with the liability involved with it, and that's probably what they're waiting to see is what their lawyers can do, as far as you know how how liable they are if some something happens to some kid, right? Um, so that's probably what they're waiting on is all the paperwork. But uh, you know, it's is it worth the risk for these schools? Probably the bigger ones. Like why wouldn't you know these yeah. you know, Florida, Florida State or USC these these teams that these teams that you know they they rely on that income from college football, you know they're on TV every fucking weekend. Yeah, you know, why would they not want the season? You know, th- those guys are professionals. The players aren't professionals, but those guys run the show. They 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 are most certainly professional. So. And most of the players want to play, from what I've seen. Yeah, I mean, I think I would too. I, I don't bl- I don't blame them. Yeah, I don't um, see why they wouldn't want to play. I mean, yeah. yeah, they'll be fine. Um, I would think that it's just. I would think it's just mostly like. A legal reason they don't. Oh want. yeah, it's a thousand percent. I don't think, comes down to that. Yeah, I don't think like, people were saying like, oh, they don't want to 
make the wrong decision and you know woke people will cancel them or something. I don't think that's it. No way. I think it's. I think. I think it's more. Just they. They don't. You know the the liability of it all is just too much to to take on. It's a it's a risk thing. And yeah. if you know if the if if for them for those smaller conferences, smaller schools, if the risk is greater than the reward, there's you know no reason. Just pull the plug. Just end it before there's any kind of problems. As for the bigger schools, give it a shot, man. You yeah, know, I, I, can see I think totally... they're going to. They're, the SEC yeah. is going to do everything they can to. Uh... Oh, to yeah. try and get going. It's just going to be yeah. conference play, it looks like. You know, Alabama, LSU, those teams. Yeah. yeah I mean, in, in football, it's also easy for us to say and easy for these uh, fans and, you know, other schools in smaller conferences to think it's no big deal. But, I mean, down in Alabama, Florida, Georgia, you know, Texas, like college football is just – I mean, high school football is huge in Texas. Oh, yeah. College it's life. Football, life college football is – yeah, it's, it is, man. You talk about David Koresh and the cult. I mean, college football, <laughs> college football may as well be a cult down south, man. Those people love that shit. And, like, I do feel for them because that's, like, a huge loss if there's no college football. And I think, like, you know, to, you know, fix, try and figure it out, you know. Uh, I mean, I mean I'm pissed I'm pissed that we're not going to Harvard Yale this year up up in Harvard. We're kind of it was like going to be our second year of of uh, yeah, you know, nah. making a little tradition out of it, and it's like ah nah fuck you guys you know you're done. So I can I can only imagine being kind of every Saturday you're invested in in you know Alabama or whoever it is. Oh yeah, Clemson, yeah. all these teams. Yeah, yeah Georgia, uh, Florida, Florida State. It's just um, <laughs> I don't know. It's it sucks, you know. <laughs> Did you see Yanks one? By the way, did you see Lou Holtz's uh, comments? I mean, just ridiculous. I, nah, I, I know he's been a little outspoken, but I didn't see what he said. <laughs> he said he's obviously he's, for the season starting, right? Yeah, but his his comparison was, uh, you know, there was risk involved when we stormed the beaches of Normandy. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know was there, so there's you know the risk involved here isn't that big of a deal. So I'm not quite sure that that translates, but. I, I just, you know, you can't take, you know, uh, World War II compared to football or, uh, I mean, if you're a coach, you can, like, not, oh, yeah. well, everything goes uh, in the locker room. Right. You could say, you know, you're going to do this, like, you're, and here you're a soldier. I mean, you guys remember, uh, uh, what's, what's the fucking tight ends kid's name? Uh, Kellen Winslow Jr. Oh, Kellen Winslow, yeah. Right. He like, this whole thing was, uh, I'm a soldier. I'm a fucking soldier. Remember? Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that's just was in, was drilled to his head all these years. But you cannot go on the news, Lou Holtz, and say nah. that the kids who were storming the beaches in fucking 1944 or anything like the kids going to play college football in a month and a half, you know, for uh, for Notre Dame. Not even close. <laughs> Not even close, Lou. Yeah, that was a, that was a <laughs> swing and a miss. You could do <laughs> yeah. a little better than that. Yeah, I don't, I don't like all the drama, all the dramatic stuff around it. I mean, you got to understand both sides here. Everybody wants, not nobody doesn't want football. Everybody wants football to be played. Yeah. Everybody wants it to be played. It's just a matter of doing it smartly and safely, which we've been saying, you know, forever about everything. Whatever you do, do it smartly and safely. Yeah. Um, you know, and uh, yeah, we'll see, man. I, I, I think I'll be more into college football this year than I ever have been. If just like those big conferences are playing because yeah. I think it's just, I'll, I'll be like, I'll have a little more appreciation for that. It's going on. And there's just, you know, yeah, a year ago, there's a fucking college football game every other night. And mm-hmm. then a thousand on Friday night and a thousand on Saturday. 
And it's like, oh, I don't know what Oregon's playing. Like it's 1030 on Saturday. Oregon's playing, I guess. I'll put them on for 10 minutes. Mm. But uh, now it's going to be just everything's limited. Uh, like, yeah, all right. I'll check out top three teams in the country, whatever's going on. Like, yeah, why not? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know how uh, far that these big conferences are willing to take. I mean, the Big Ten is a really big conference. Michigan, Ohio State. Mm-hmm. And they already pulled the plug. Um I don't know how far they're willing to take it, you know, because it's not. It's just different when it's when it's kids and it's not. Uh, yeah. It's not millionaires, you know. It's they're not different. getting a paycheck. For, yeah, not getting a paycheck for it. Yeah. And they, the NCA looks bad too, just because they're getting so rich off of them, and the kids aren't making anything. Yeah. <laughs> it, you know what I mean? The kids are taking all the risk and not making any money. So I I don't know. I really don't know what's going to happen. Uh, Pac-12. You said the big conferences that pulled the plug already were the Pac-12 and the um, Pac-12 oh, the big, big Ten. Big t- yeah, and like the MAC. Yeah, like, but that, I think those are the two that mentioned it. Big Big Ten and Pac-12 for today. Okay, came out. And, yeah, came out and canceled. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think it's less than fifty-fifty that we get college football in any capacity. What's uh? Like, have you? I haven't found any of this, but like the Rock bought the XFL. Is that with an eye on doing something this year? Like, during... I don't, I don't know. I really don't know. He bought it for like what, fifteen million? I have no That's idea. All it was worth. I'm surprised it was worth that much. It's fucking canceled sports league. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, yeah, I have no idea what the Rock's plan is. I, I just saw the headline and didn't even didn't even deep dive. Yeah, I keep an eye on that. I don't know what he's going to do. Get all the UConn players up there. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. You know, I was listening to uh, that Grizzlies-Celtics game on the radio today. Mm-hmm. And what I wish they would have done, because that was the first – you know what? They, they can't do this. But, like, that was the first time they don't have all, like, the fake crowd noise. On the radio. Right. So it's literally just sneakers and trash talk and the benches going bonkers mm-hmm. and the announcers, which is awesome. It was very cool, except it was fucking Celtics Grizzly, so it kind of sucked. Right. But, uh, you know, you could hear, like, the horn play. You know, this, the guy was reading an ad, right? And you could hear, like, the, the buzzer between, like, you know, the first buzzer for the timeout and then the second buzzer for the timeout as he was reading the ad. And I, all I really wanted was to hear, like, a band playing in the background. Like, if you're listening yeah, to, yeah. like, March Madison on the radio, and the guy was reading an ad, I mean, you'd hear a little crowd, but you'd hear, you know, you'd hear some, uh, I don't know, whatever the fucking team songs are. But that's, like, the one thing I miss. Like, oh, a band would be cool here. But they've, they've gone with the fake crowd noise instead. <laughs> so Yeah, I, don't, I think NHL might be doing a little fake crowd noise, but very little. Uh, I can't really yeah. tell because I don't really pay that close attention. But at times, I think they might pump in a little bit. Yeah, there's there's a little bit. Yeah, because oh, yeah, there is some. I was the Islanders. I was watching that. I'm trying to remember now. Uh, those were like during the day, so I didn't really have the volume up cranking. I was at work uh, uh, for them. So uh, yeah, I'm not sure. I think they're like even now they're watching the. Blackhawks in Vegas, make sure the lights off and stuff for yeah. <laughs> introductions and shit. Yeah, and by the uh, way, I, I think I think um, the thing I underestimated or over whatever way you want to put it about the uh, 
missing, like I said, maybe that the, the uh, mm-hmm. NHL would be affected by no crowd. Mm-hmm. I think I think I, I underestimated was how little home ice means in the playoffs to begin with. So, I, I, yeah, in I hockey, mean, like road yeah. teams win all the time, that I feel like maybe it'll be affected a little bit more in uh, in basketball because I I never even it doesn't even unless it's a game seven winner take all. I feel like it doesn't even matter where the game's played in hockey. You see home te- you see the home team drop the first two, then they come back and win the next two on the road. You yeah. see that all the time in hockey. Yeah. So like all these series, they've I don't know, they I think they've been very they they felt normal to me at least. The qualifying rounds and then the beginning of these series right here, the best of sevens. Yeah. No, I've had that's a good point. I never that could just be numb. That, I could yeah. just be numb to having no fans at this point because the intensity's there. And, like, that OT game felt like a normal playoff game to me. Yeah, no, the intensity's been there in hockey. Oh, and I, don't, I read this on Twitter, so this is secondhand knowledge, but um, – It's not Michael K, is it? No, Mike Milbury the, said something about getting rid of, like, the OT and going to a shootout. Come on, Mike Milbury. He's a dope Get, out, get out of here. Because there's one five-overtime game, Mike Milbury has to change everything. We've established that shootouts suck. There's no yeah. reason. To, there's no reason to bring more shootouts into hockey. I understand doing it in the regular season. You don't want to have five overtime games in the regular season, but a five overtime game in the playoffs is fucking awesome. Of course, man. It's what separates yeah. it from a the NHL regular season and b what separates it from just other sports. Yeah, I mean, no other sport has that. I mean, baseball no. has the occasional late, you know, fifteen, sixteen inning playoff game, yeah. but. Nothing compares to, uh, you know, two, three, four overtimes in hockey. Well, baseball games routinely end at 1 o'clock in the morning anyway in the playoffs. True. A night-inning a night game. But <laughs> it, is cool, it is cool, like, when a playoff game goes three overtimes and it's, like, one thirty in the morning and somebody, you know, wraps it into the net. Yeah. Yep, for sure. Didi just tied it for the Phillies. It's 8-8 eight, eight now going to the 10th. Oh, man. <laughs> Two-run single for Didi. <laughs> Girardi's old buddy. Yep. Keeping keeping those hairs uh I don't know. Well he's yeah. pretty gray. I don't know what Michael Key's talking about. He's pretty fucking gray. Yeah. <laughs> so so all right. What's what we're gonna do? Uh well let's wrap it up. We'll talk a little bit post show, all right? All what do you say? Uh thanks as always to everybody for listening to this edition of Sunday Poor. Sorry I missed you yesterday. Uh come back later this week. We'll uh have some more action. Follow us on Instagram. And Twitter at Sunday Poor. Check out that Instagram. I drank a bunch of new shit this weekend and some old shit this weekend. So check it out. I posted today. You can see what I've been drinking. And anything you want to say? Yeah, just follow us at Sunday Poor. I gave you the flames today. That was a winner. Uh, got a little cold over the weekend, but we'll uh, we'll heat up as the week goes along and these uh, these games uh, start to wind down. NBA winding down. NHL playoffs get going. So uh, we'll see you later on in the week. We'll blame Tis the Wall for getting cool. Fucking yeah, worse. that was that was what sent me into a spiral. <laughs> Talk to you guys later. All right.